So today we're filming virtually because we had like a schedule conflict and Teddy, Celine's dog, had an mm-hmm. illness issue. <laughs> yes. So we are filming online. So sorry if the quality is a little bit um, sketchy. <laughs> but yeah. um, all right. So we have some news updates this week for you. So actually, so um, do you want, I'll start it off. Let's okay. talk about. Wait, no, you start it off. Let's Actually, I have a pretty important one, so I'm going to start it off. Okay. Yeah. So, the my news update is about Katanji Brown-Jackson, and she has been confirmed to be a member of the Supreme Court. So, we've actually done Ooh. a lot of... Yeah, this is super exciting. So, yeah. we've done a lot of um, episodes about this. Like, we've talked about this a lot. So, if you want to know more about kind of, like, the background and also some of the stuff that happened in, like, her hearings, then check out our other episodes. But, um... Basically, she was nominated by President Joe Biden to serve in the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court is like the highest court of law in the country. Basically, it's like the biggest, like highest court. And um, just as some like quick background, she went to Harvard and she's worked as like a law clerk and a judge before. So she definitely has like a lot of experience. And um, so basically what happens is the president nominates someone to be on the Supreme Court. And then the Senate has to vote on like that person and there has to be a majority vote for them to be voted in and the vote for for katanji was actually 53 to 47 so um all she would need to get in would be like a 51 but she actually exceeded that because um three republicans actually voted for her which is yeah cool and so they don't need a filibuster for like this type of thing so again a filibuster is when you need like 60 votes to pass something but for this all you need is like a majority um And although this won't change, like, the balance of Republicans or Democrats in the Supreme Court, it's still, like, a huge milestone because um, Ketanji is the first Black woman to serve in the Supreme Court, which is super exciting. Yeah, that's insane. Because wasn't, like, Kamala Harris, the vice president, was the first, like, female and, like, colored vice president. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, Kataji Brown-Dakin is the first Black woman. Yeah, first, so. we're, like, ushering in a new era, you know? It's really yeah. exciting. Um, yeah. So, Biden had a campaign promise to, like, appoint the first African-American woman onto the Supreme Court, and he's, like, followed through with this promise, which is really cool, and um, she'll be the first Democratic nominee to the Supreme Court in 10 years, or not 10, 12 years, actually. Wow. A long time, yeah. So, the Supreme Court now has four women, and also for the first time ever um the majority of the justices will not be white men which is like yeah because i feel like when you think of the supreme court you do usually think of like men or like you know stuff like that i think of i think of ruth gator ginsburg you think what i think of ruth bader ginsburg fair okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah and kamala harris like presided over the vote which basically means she was kind of like the person with authority over like the confirmation like she was just like sitting there basically and like kind of like the chairperson i guess you could say um but she was very happy about it and um president biden and Katanji um, Brown Jackson actually watched the Senate vote um, on her confirmation from the Roosevelt Room in the White House, and um, they were obviously both very happy. Um, 
Biden said in a tweet, quote, we've been we've taken another step towards making our highest court reflect the diversity of America. She will be an incredible justice. And I was honored to share this moment with her. Um, and then Judge Jackson, who's Katanji, um, she called her confirmation, quote, the greatest honor of my life. So I'm just like really happy for her in general because it was yeah. always dream of hers and I think it's just really awesome and her parents um Johnny and Ellery Brown um they grew up like under segregation in the south so it's just like really amazing for them to see like their daughter just like rising to these levels you know and like being yeah. able to usher in a new era and um you know there wasn't a lot of support from the Republicans because as we talked about there was like a lot of stuff going on during like the hearings a lot of like questions towards her and like targets but in general i would say definitely a lot of people are happy about it and um she'll be sworn in after justice stephen Breyer retires so he announced his retirement a while back but he's gonna retire and it's expected to be sometime in the summer so that's when she'll like officially be on the supreme court and be like serving there so yeah that's yeah. that's really cool i think yeah I think the fact that she, like people who were against her on her side is kind of impressive. But yeah, it definitely is. Just because you wouldn't expect like that much support, but it's just really amazing. I think. Yeah. All right. So moving on, we're, let's talk about some pop culture things. So last mm-hmm. week we talked about Will Smith. <laughs> oh right. Yes, I'm sure everyone at this point knows about it because it's, it's everywhere. You know. Yeah. There's so many memes. I think they're kind of funny. But the situation yeah. itself is a little iffy. But basically what happened. So the Oscars was last weekend, I believe. And essentially, like, the Oscars is, like, a big award show for, like, the best movies. And they kind of, right. like, bring on Best Actor. And so Will Smith was there for a movie called King Richard, which is about, like, Serena Williams and her story and Venus Williams. Mm-hmm. So he was, like, playing the father. And so he was nominated for Best Actor, which he actually won the award for. It. But, like, mm-hmm. half an hour before the he, he won the award, Chris Rock, who's, like, a comedian, he was presenting mm-hmm. another award. And he made a joke about his wife being bald. And he kind of got a little angry about that and yeah it was definitely slapped him (laughs) yes there was definitely a slap like he just like straight up walked up there and just slapped him (laughs) yeah he slapped chris rock and there was a lot of controversy around it because um Mm -hmm. a lot of people were at like upset that he would do that because he's supposed to be like a role model like for you know kids and so they're like oh kids are gonna think that that's okay now and like it was really inappropriate and stuff like that um but the fact he like literally won an award like half an hour later so right it was a little yeah it was just really interesting how it all went down yeah definitely and a lot of people were like well the academy the oscar like people that run the show should take action against him because this is like a big deal right and so Mm. Essentially, he, like, the board was, like, trying to figure out what to do. But on April 8th, they decided that Will Smith will not be attended to attend or will not be permitted to attend any Oscars or Academy Awards or programs for the next 10 years. Wow, that's a long time. Yeah. Considering that he's just this, like, very, like, famous actor, it's just, like... Definitely. It's insane because... Like, also, like, he's, like, he won Best Actor this year. He's one of the most Mm -hmm. famous actors ever. So the fact that he was barred 
from like going to the Oscars for ten years, that might like just be like the end of his acting career. Yeah, like, I, I definitely think it's kind of not necessarily surprising, but I guess it's just kind of like an obstacle in his way, especially considering that he's like this famous actor, like almost everyone knows his name, and now he's not able to attend like the awards for famous actors. It's kind of like yeah and everyone was like talking about it it's a huge thing a lot of people were debating about it but the in the letter that they said um they said like quote the 94th oscars were meant to be a celebration of the many individuals in our community who did an incredible work this past year however they were overshadowed by the unacceptable and harmful behavior we saw mr smith exhibit on stage so they were definitely trying to like take the backlash in but the interesting thing about this is that like um smith will smith he like responded like he's like i respect the academy's decision but the thing is like he can still be nominated for awards he just can't go to the actual thing oh wait so can he actually get an award but just be not there to receive it oh that's interesting yeah he can be nominated and win the award he just can't attend the actual ceremony oh interesting so he could still like win all these awards he's just not able to like be there in person that's interesting i think i i felt like that was a little weird because like i don't know i just feel like if you're gonna let him if you're gonna let him win the award then might as well right i mean i guess for like maybe for safety reasons if they don't want that to happen again but yeah, I get that. I feel like I don't. I just don't think he would do that again after the as much hate that he got. And I feel like after the apology too, I think it's just like calming down. And yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, uh, I think that's it for that. All right. So thank you for that. Okay. Yeah. So our next new update is about COVID. So oh. Nancy Pelosi has tested positive for COVID-19. And if you didn't know, she's the Speaker of the House of Representatives. And basically, the House of Representatives is a part of Congress along with the Senate. And it basically has representatives from each state based off of population. So, like, certain states have more representatives. But she's, like, the Speaker of the House of Representatives. So she's kind of, like, the person who, like, deals with a lot of this stuff. She's, like, the Speaker. Um, and basically, um, a spokesperson for Pelosi said that she was vaccinated and boosted um, and she was also asymptomatic. So asymptomatic again means that you're not exhibiting symptoms but you are positive for the virus so you like have it but you're not like showing symptoms. And she's 82 years old by the way. Oh so, wow, yeah. really? She looks yeah. younger. I she does. I for I thought she was in her 60s to be honest, but like yeah, that's I just thought she was in her like 50s. Right, and it's you know, it's obviously scary since she's old, but I'm glad she's doing well and she's asymptomatic. That's, like, really good that she's not, like, struggling with it. Yeah. But um, people working on Capitol Hill were actually allowed to receive their second booster dose on March 30th, which was not too long ago, like, um, a little bit more than a week ago. So Pelosi received her second booster last month. But a second booster is basically you have your first booster and it's just a second booster for like even more protection, basically. So she was very protected against it. She had all these boosters and stuff. So that's uh, probably why she's asymptomatic. Too. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Um, And the positive diagnosis um, comes like just a day after um, she was at this like 
indoor ceremony like unmasked with some with along with joe biden and several other people in the white house so that could have been potentially like how she extracted it just from being unmasked like indoors that could have been the cause but they're not like sure yet yeah but um this isn't good because she had to cancel her trip to asia so she was planning on going there for like a congressional delegation which is it's essentially like a visit abroad by members of congress um so it's just it's not great that she had to cancel it but obviously you have to take certain safety measures and in terms of like biden he tested negative for covid um he did interact with her at white house events but he wasn't considered to be in close contact with her and the cdc deems like close contact to be less than six feet away for 15 minutes so he wasn't um and he's gonna keep getting tested on a regular basis just to make sure nothing changes but at the moment he has tested negative um and in terms of, like, the White House, there are actually a lot of people who have gotten in Capitol Hill. Like, it's actually spreading a lot in that area. Oh. Like, there are a lot of senators and representatives who have, like, tested positive for it. And a lot of people are having, like, mild symptoms or being asymptomatic because I think a lot of people are vaccinated and, like, double boosted and stuff. So that's probably why. But it is, like, spreading around quite a bit. And in terms of, like vaccines a federal appeals court actually reversed a decision that blocked the white house from acquiring federal workers to be vaccinated so basically what happened is that in september biden um said that the vast majority of federal workers had to be vaccinated or else they would face like certain penalties basically but there was an injunction basically saying that like he couldn't enforce this rule and he couldn't force everyone to get vaccinated, all these federal people. But um, an appeals court, which is like an appellate court that can like change the decisions of lower courts, they reversed the decision, meaning they just like totally changed it. And the White House is able to require federal workers to be vaccinated now. So there is a mandate for vaccines for federal workers now. So that's just kind of like what's going on in the White House with COVID-19. Wow. Hope hope our lawmakers are doing good. Yeah, definitely a lot of them have contracted the virus, so I'm hoping the best for all of them and for sure hoping for mild symptoms or being asymptomatic. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, ready for the next update? Yes. All right, so now we're on to our, daily, our weekly uh, Russia-Ukraine mm-hmm. segment. Okay, so I think the biggest advancement that has happened in the Russian-Ukraine war was, like, an attack on a train station. So, basically, mm-hmm. there was, like, you know, as we've known, Russia invaded Ukraine a month ago around um, due to several reasons. You can check out our other episodes, like, to, for an in-depth, like, overview of that. But it's mostly just because Putin is a powerful fool um and he desperately wants ukraine back because they were like in the same during the soviet union which is a whole another topic but they were in a like a union together during like world war ii era type but when that broke apart ukraine became its own independent country and now russia wants it back um and because of this they've unleashed lots of like dirty war like it's a very gruesome awful war a lot of people mm-hmm. are being displaced millions of people are like internally displaced and fleeing the country going to like other european countries like poland and mm-hmm. russians not even invading it nicely they're bombing innocent civilians they're 
using shell bombs on neighborhoods there there was literally i was watching like this documentary and people would like the russian troops would literally just shoot civilians in the street for doing nothing insane literally in the street they're minding their own business they're just like bodies everywhere it's it's awful and it's genuinely like really depressing even more so for the people who are actually in ukraine obviously but just like mm-hmm. looking at it from a distance just makes you want to do a lot of things. It's really but, just like yeah. terrible. Yeah. And I, I know in our past episodes, we put ways you can help. I'll probably link them again today mm-hmm. if you want it. I think they'll just be an ongoing mm-hmm. thing. We'll keep them in the right. bio if you want to help out. Right. But what happened is there was like an attack on a train station. And essentially what happened was the Russian um, put a missile strike on a train station and it killed 52 people. And oh, injured wow. more than a hundred and fifty-two people. That's insane. That's, that's a lot. Like innocent people who were just like, yeah. Just, I think life. a lot of them were at the train station in attempts to flee the country right. um, from the war. Right. But they that's bombed terrible. it. Terrible. Yeah. It just it's like it's definitely it's it's one of the bigger things that russia has did because i mean they've killed like thousands of people already i'm pretty Mm -hmm. i think i think it's around a thousand but you know they never i don't think they've done something like like they are they've only done a few things that were this like mass like like a mass killing like genocide Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people, um, I think President Zelensky actually like called it genocide, which is like right. a big deal. A lot of people yeah. are hesitant on using the term, but you know, it definitely is yeah. Or like in genocide it's like the mass killing of big groups of people, basically. Yeah, to basically like er- eradicate them from the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. It's awful. But in response to this, the United States is working with Slovakia, which is another like nation, mm-hmm. um, to provide Ukraine with the very needed S three hundred air defense system. And essentially, like mm-hmm. what that is, is it's like a very advanced air defense system, uh, system which was like one of the biggest wishes of the president of Ukraine, uh. Zelensky and mm-hmm. he like really wanted it and then after this happened you know they decided like yeah w- uh, we'll do this and essentially how it's going to happen is the U.S. is going to provide Slovakia with the Patriot missile system if mm-hmm. Slovakia gives Ukraine the S-300 air defense system so it's kind of okay. like a chain interchange thingy it's um, a good deal yeah and so that's good for Ukraine obviously it, it, it's not going to solve much but it will just having help. having more defense in general can help them protect themselves a little bit better so yeah for sure um and they're like on terms of sanctions the european union has like enacted new sanctions and what mm-hmm. is a sanction Celine? okay so sanctions are essentially punishments for other countries so the u.s is pressing sanction on on russia where they can like restrict trade or like economic sanctions where they like basically do certain things or restrict certain areas such as trade um as a punishment for russia invading ukraine essentially yeah and this can happen like for other things like there's sanctions placed for any reason on like whatever country in question but in this case Uh we've placed a lot of sanctions we've stopped imports of gasoline which is why the gas prices are crazy Mm -hmm. um you know punished like the like aristocrats and everything but the european Mm -hmm. union has like uh, there's like a sanctions package placed against it, and Germany is also like under a lot of pressure to adopt stronger sanctions against right. Moscow and send more weapons to Ukraine. 
So there's a lot of stuff happening right now. Obviously, there's so many things that are you know happening. Um, still like there's a lot of refugees that are like kind of their stories are really unique, and you can look more into that. But those are like the main stories from that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and definitely it's important to just like keep updating each week. So yeah. Yeah, and I think it's important to know like what's happening around the world so Mm -hmm. you can help it because when you're educated about things, it like wants you know you like want to help out. Absolutely. Yeah, and in terms of like helping out, we do have a lot of resources. But even if you can't donate money, just spreading the word and trying to educate others about what's happening and just like being aware yourself of of what's going on is definitely very important. Yeah, for sure. All right. So I think that wraps up our Mm -hmm. first half. Um, Yeah. If you want to help out Russian Ukraine, check out the bio. We'll link stuff there. But stay tuned. All right. Bye. Uh, wait should I do what one of my updates is terrible and I didn't do any research on it should I just like not do it yeah honestly which one is it it's the one about like Boris Johnson and like the it's like transgender woman or something but I didn't do enough research on it and I feel like that's something you need to do research on yeah it's fine don't do it I'm just gonna do one update then okay um okay then i'll go first so i okay okay ready yeah okay welcome back from the break welcome back okay so we have some a few more interesting updates for you in this second half and ahana is going to start us off yes okay so i'm gonna start off with more depressing news okay i okay i've been thinking we should you know how we ended off the good news right yeah i feel like we should do that a lot i don't know we're Mm -hmm. doing that but i think Okay. I feel like we should do that more often. Yeah. Yeah, because I we were like doing a debate in my English class and mm-hmm. everyone was like it was like whether like good always outweighs evil or something. And like the argument for the evil side was that like it doesn't matter how many good things are happening in the world. The only thing you see on the news is the evil things. And therefore yeah. evil outweighs good. So, you know what? I feel like we should change it a little bit. Because as much, there's, like, a lot of bad things happening in the world. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's not all awful all the time. Yeah. <laughs> there are <laughs> some good things. And I think something we should work on is also picking some updates that are, like, uplifting. Although, our first update about Katanji is very uplifting, I have to say. That's, like, some yeah. great news. Because, so- you know, a lot of modern media definitely focuses on the bad. Which is important because it's important to understand that's that's mm-hmm. the reality. But there's also good things that we can acknowledge. And yeah, and there's we have I Ahana has some great news actually, which we will talk. Oh, about. Oh, oh, okay. Anyway, so <laughs> let's talk about the this depressing first. Anyway, okay. So essentially, I think this was like all over the news earlier this week. But essentially, like there was a concert in Dallas, and mm. there was like a shooting that happened there. Oh no. So, um, according to like the Dallas Police Department, there was one person that was killed at the shooting and 16 others who were injured. And it was like an outdoor concert in southern Dallas overnight last mm-hmm. Saturday. And uh-huh. essentially what happened was like it was like a, apparently like the concert didn't have a permit. So it was like a concert, but they didn't have a permit to actually host the event. Oh, um, so- not good. Number one, that's a red flag because, you know, if they don't have the permit to do it, they yeah. don't have, like, the proper 
safety precautions and you stuff could get that sued for that like big time sued <laughs> yeah yeah and they're actually doing like a what's it called like they i think they're like you know looking into like what else they can investigation do. yeah but ap- apparently like um it happened at 12 13 a.m which is like mi- 13 minutes past midnight mm-hmm. and it was like an unpermitted trail ride and concert on the 500 block of the Cleveland Road. So what happened was like there was someone like just shooting and there was like 16 people were shot in court, including four juveniles, meaning four people below 18. Oh, my minutes. goodness. Yeah. And it's awful. And there was actually a 70 person who was also hurt, but he was not like actually injured in the shooting and so oh. like, the person who died was 26 years old so mm-hmm. you know just a young adult had young person after- yeah 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 and she was what she was shot near the stage in the head and died at the scene oh my gosh yeah awful awful um yeah. and the people who were injured they're like all identified and you can like look up their names but i just don't want to say them because i feel like i i don't know if the families are comfortable with sharing that so i'm just gonna leave them unnamed but mm-hmm. the juveniles ages are 13 14 14 and 15 so mm-hmm. our age and younger than us yeah that's like so young like that's oh that's awful awful and uh, yeah i definitely think that there should be definitely a lot of like persecution put on the people who did it. Oh, I definitely think we need to heavily look into this and there should be lawsuits involved. I think there should be lawsuits. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they the the chief of like the police chief, Eddie Garcia, said that with a permit and proper promoter oversight, we can be better prepared for events and crowds and, you know, hopefully prevent things like this from happening. Right. So right. It, it was actually said, but the interesting thing about this was, like, seven Dallas police officers were approved to work the event, like, off of their duty. Wait, but really? They, it, you- so they were approved to work the event, even though it didn't have a permit, which is really weird, number okay, one. Okay, that's actually confusing. Yeah, <laughs> but the second, the second confusing thing is that they all had left by the time the shooting happened. What? That's so weird. I'm- yeah, I feel like if you... If if seven Dallas police officers were like approved to work the event, you would think that they would check for a permit. Yeah, and you would think they would just like know, right, and like stay there the whole time too. That just yeah. seems. I thought so that was weird. really weird. I was confused. I tried looking more into it, but I think that's just like what it is. They were just approved to work the event, yeah. and they There's didn't have a things. permit, but they still worked it, and then they left right before the shooting happened. That actually makes no sense. There are some things that just make no sense. It might, there might be some things, like, as this case goes on, we might figure out more about that. But uh, yeah, I hope very we weird. But, more, I'm really confused. I hope but, the victims' families are doing okay. Oh, I, yeah. That must be just so terrible. Just to think it was, like, a concert, right? Like, yeah, never would have thought that could be quite as dangerous literally okay are you ready for the next update okay so our next update is about south dakota banning discussions about critical race theory so we actually i talked about critical race theory in a past episode kind of like in depth so you can check that out if you want more but i'm gonna talk about it more in depth too because like i just want to give an overview of like what it is so it's you know easier to understand 
So basically, critical race theory is a theory that like racism is basically intertwined into our society, like everything in society. It's less about an individual person being a racist person and more about how our society is just simply racist and the institutions we have are discriminatory and a lot of stuff along the lines of that. And um, another kind of important part of it is that there's this whole theory that like race is less of like the color of your skin and more of like a social construct that we base our life off of we base our society off of and that leads to like racism but um it's a very like complex system and there are a lot of people that like oppose the whole idea of critical race theory like a lot of people say it's like saying that white people are racist but it's not it's actually not saying that at all it's more saying that like our society has racism ingrained into it and that is what leads to this racist behavior right and a lot of people think that it's like teaching kids like a negative view of our world and we shouldn't be teaching kids this because they're going to start thinking negatively and thinking humans are bad but if it's a part of our history um I feel like we should be learning about it right yeah and it's definitely very controversial and you know we're not like telling you to believe a certain thing it's just like it definitely like depends on the extremity of like how it's being taught and like like how it's handled because i like there's like different like ways of going about teaching it right so it's, it's definitely a very interesting topic to like be. right and i think um some people believe that it makes us more like divided to talk about this stuff because it like almost like separates us so there are a lot of reasons by why some people like oppose it basically and there are a lot of also misconceptions about it that um I think because a lot of people don't fully understand it right so if you want to learn more about it I would definitely encourage just like looking up some videos about it there's a lot of information it's like a really huge debate and discussion in general in our world right now it's very relevant so you can find a ton of information about that and I can actually like link some articles too about it but um Um, basically on the other hand people who do support it feel like it's a part of our history and we should just be teaching this to young kids because facing the realities and just being able to know this is extremely important for like moving on and becoming a better society right um and we shouldn't hide this from kids um but south dakota is not the first state to ban discussions about this like many states have done this actually um but basically they ban discussion about critical race theory in classrooms so like you can't talk about it when you're in a history class something like that um and my, my confusion is about how we're allowed to read romeo and juliet but not <laughs> why i i that actually is a good question for real Romeo and Juliet is promoting a bunch of things that are 10 times worse than anything that could possibly be talked about but anyway my hate for Romeo and Juliet could be discussed another time yeah we actually discussed that in our past episode so if you <laughs> want to hear her rant about that check out our um what's in a name episode so yeah <laughs> But, okay, so in terms of critical race theory, so Christy Noem is the governor of South Dakota, and she signed an executive order that bans the talking about this in classrooms. Um, And the education department is also ordered to review policies, materials, and trainings that promote inherently divisive concepts, um, and they have to be removed by October 1st. So what they mean by divisive concepts is, like, concept that that would make people feel divided or like divide people um make people feel that way i guess um but she said quote 
political indoctrination has no place in our classroom. Our children will not be taught that they are racist or that they are victims. So um, according to Education Week, um, actually 42 states have taken measures to limit the teaching of critical race theory in classrooms or restrict teachers from discussing this. So this isn't like a totally like new thing that Dakota, South Dakota is doing this. It's actually been happening quite a bit, especially recently. There have been more bannings on stuff like this. And uh, as you can see, 42 states, that's like almost all of the states. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. So... All right, so, you know, again, if you want more in-depth, then check out the last episode about that and do some research on it, but, yeah. Yeah, I think it's important to, like, make your own opinion, but definitely, like, don't just make it based off of, like, what you hear and other people's opinions. Like, definitely do your own research, look into everything, make sure you're, like, getting the full story. And I think it's also important to understand some misconceptions, too, so you can make sure you really understand what it's about and what it's not about. Because I've, like, seen things, like, people saying that, like, we're telling people that, like, babies are racist. That's not necessarily true, but there are, like, actual, like, sometimes books that kind of, like, out like they kind of weirdly describe the critical race theory so you kind of just have to like do your own research on that and come up with a decision but right there's there's a lot of stuff out there so i'd encourage you to check there's out. a lot of misinformation and a lot of like misconstruing i think just in our world in general we have a lot of misinformation which is why it's important to not just listen to one person or one news site or like one website right because it could be it could be totally lying to you you don't know you know yeah i mean we aren't but (laughs) right yeah no no, that's not what i'm trying to say no but in general i just mean like Yeah. yeah yeah okay so, um, let's end it off with, like, a little bit of the 2020 election recap. Okay. Oh, yeah, I so, know. So, 2020 election, yeah, that was, um, Joe Biden and Donald Trump, a few. Yeah. And essentially, um, Biden won the election. Trump didn't like that. He kind of thought it, he came, it was rigged. A lot of people did, too. Um, he... You know, a lot of people were upset about that, and that's what led to the January 6th insurrection. For more about that, check out our episode on it. But, but like, let's just dive in. So, basically, right. two days after the 2020 president election, as, like, the votes were still being counted, um, Donald Trump's eldest son, Donald Trump Jr., I think. Yeah, Donald Trump Jr., he texted the then White House chief of staff, which is, like, a very high-ranking official in the mm-hmm. White House, his name is Mark Meadows, and he said, quote, oh, yeah. we have operational control to ensure that his father would get a second term. So basically, Donald Trump Jr., his son, like the pre- prior Donald Trump's son, he was very adamant on keeping his father in power. He really, really wanted to make him or keep him president um, by doing like almost anything he wanted he was like going to subvert the electoral college process which is like basically where like the states get a certain amount of votes it's like the popular vote votes that people make like what the people vote on but the mm-hmm. electoral vote is like what like the representatives vote on and so he yeah. wasn't gonna do that he was gonna like and the electoral vote has like final say by the way mm-hmm. um, Mm-hmm. And you might be like, then what's the point of people even voting? But the people voting kind of like tells the representatives what to vote because the representatives are supposed to vote for what the people have voted for. But it eventually is like the bottom line is like whatever the representative like electoral college votes for, then that's like who's president. 
So that's why, like, you, yeah. the president can get, like, less votes, like, less popular vote. Like, the people, he could get less of the people's vote, but he could still win the election, which is what happened with Trump and the Hillary Clinton election. But essentially, um, he was going to, like, kind of, like, do something with that. And he also said, like, quote, it's very simple. We have multiple paths. We control them all. So that was a little... <laughs> That was a little less over, kind of like, what does we control them all mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. In the in a statement to CNN, Donald Trump Jr.'s lawyer, Alan S. Fooderfast, said, after the election, Don received numerous messages from supporters and others. Given the date, this message is likely originated from someone else and was forwarded. So he's kind of, like, denying that Donald Trump Jr. actually, like, wrote the message that said, mm-hmm. like, we, we control them all. Um, there's, like, a lot of, like, back and forth, like, did he write it? Uh, uh. But, you know, he... In the message, it was kind of like, we have entire control over this. We must start his second term. We are going to win this. We will do anything we need to get him in power. So, you know, because the insurrection was such a big deal, the 2020 election is still very relevant because a lot of people are very, very, like, you know, interested in what started the insurrection and whether the votes were, like, proper and what was going on behind the scenes. So that's kind of like what happened with that. Wow, yeah. It's interesting just to follow up with it, even though it happened like a year ago. It's still just so yeah. interesting to see what's going on with that because we're still we're still looking into it. We're still investigating. Even though it happened so long to long ago, it's still important to think about and to consider and to Yeah. Figure out what 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 went on, you know? Yeah, exactly. All right. All right, so some good news. Oh we're good news. Um, mm-hmm. you go first. No, you go because you have good news. Like okay. I actually don't have anything. Okay, so um, student council elections happened. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, they've been happening. I was really stressed out. I didn't because I okay. This is like our class had like the most people. They we had like thirty people running. It was like absolutely insane. <laughs> yeah, and the position I was running for, I was running for senator, and there was like seven or eight people running. I don't know. I think was, it was like. I don't remember actually. There's yeah. a lot of people running. So right. I was really nervous. I didn't think I would make it because I didn't go to like the theater middle school. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh. But I campaigned my heart out and yesterday we got the results and I actually made it. So yeah. That's and that's literally so exciting. <laughs> so yeah. my campaigns, I literally kind of just like exploited my dogs and not even gonna lie. Right? No, but it worked though. So yeah. also you worked hard. So congrats. Thank you. I'm excited. I'm. I really think student council is a place for me. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be really exciting. So yeah. Mhm. Congratulations. Thank you. What about you? Um. I actually have no idea. You have your permit test on Monday. Oh yeah. No, I'm actually. That's like bad news. That's not good news. <laughs> well, um, okay. Leave this as a message. It's not as bad as you think it is. Trust me. Until it is. No, trust me. And also, if you fail your permit test, what are you going to do? Just take it again. It's not... It's yeah, not- take it again because it takes like 10 weeks to reschedule a new appointment. <laughs> hey. Positivity, right? Look at the bright side. You are more likely to win than lose in a permit test. Well, it, it depends. That That is actually controversial. That depends. Well, but you studied, so yeah, you'll do great to a certain extent. You'll do great. 
And well, next week we'll, we will update you on that, and maybe that'll be my good news or my bad news. We'll see. <laughs> maybe we'll start it off with the depressing news, or right? Literally. <laughs> okay, so thank you for listening, and keep tuned. And yeah. follow us on our socials in the bio. Yes, and please podcast. check out. Sorry, I just interrupted you. Yeah. <laughs> please check out our website. Email us if you have any questions or DM us. And follow us on our social media all in the bio. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye.